everybody, and welcome back to the Watchlist Burn Book. We are really excited because we are finally in, none of y'all are expecting this, I'm sure, or maybe you were, I don't know. We're finally returning back to Breaking Bad. We thought we left it, but uh, clearly we didn't. Um, and we are talking about El Camino, which is Jesse's movie. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't really know a better place to start other than just like kind of talking about how this movie fits into the greater Breaking Bad canon because it happens like this came out in 2019. So like it had been a few years since the show had finished. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, whether you were a new fan or, um, somebody who's been watching since 2008 the movie was a little jarring at first Mm -hmm. like you you jump right in well you've got that like flashback with mike at the beginning which takes you back which takes you back to like the first couple episodes of season five so like you get in there and you're like oh this is supposed to be about jesse and what happens after and now we're kind of at the beginning and then you're thrown immediately into him leaving the compound and his in Todd's ye old El Camino. So it's it it is drawing. It's a little weird to like jump right back into the universe in that way. Cause you were like right in the middle of the action as soon as it starts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it was a combination of uh Mike appearing out of nowhere and I'm like, wait, you died. Um <laughs> and then just like Jesse driving and like screaming and I'm like, oh God oh oh wow we are just hopping right in there um and i don't know i think once you get past the initial shock of like oh okay they really did not try to ease anyone into this um it just like i don't know it becomes really fun to just kind of watch how they piece the story together because it features the classic vince gilligan flashbacks um that are like paired or like juxtaposed like really closely to current moments so much that they like blend together um it's cool Mm -hmm. to see like you know okay how are they gonna bring back the feel of breaking bad after it's been years Mm -hmm. and what's really cool about those flashbacks is um the fact that they aren't taken from the series when it originally came out it's all of the actors now in 2019 looking like how they did during season five (laughs) recreating those flashbacks like that scene with jesse and walt in the diner how um they're both dressed up exactly how they looked in season one but they're (laughs) but it's like aaron paul and um brian cranston from 2019 and I love it. It's got that nice nostalgic feel to it without being ridiculous. Because Vince Gilligan could have easily tried to make everybody look the same way they did back when the show first started. But like, he didn't. He just sort of dressed them up the same way. So it kind of felt like Breaking Bad. But you could see how everybody had aged since it ended. And it was it was cute. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I liked... I... <laughs> this isn't even a flashback. This is, like, present day, but Badger. I don't know what they decided to do, but, like, I was like, wait, Badger, why are you Why are you kind of fine? Um, yeah. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I don't know what they put in the water, but Badger was immediately hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the haircut, truly. Yeah. Like, they finally took away that, like, shaggy mop 
thing that he had going on and he wasn't wearing a hat like i think just whoever the actor is who plays him i i wish i'd looked up his name i'm sorry um i think he was like i'm not doing that you will not give me (laughs) that shag in 2019 i'm coming in there with my clean cut or you are not having badger in this movie and they said okay and they let him do it and it was worth it it's so good i was so excited to see badger and skinny feet again mm-hmm. um like out of all of the return people i loved i loved them i loved only got a flashback of jane yeah at the very end and it was like the last thing we saw oh that was so good and as much as i did rag on it earlier i did like seeing mike again mike was one of my faves yeah. as you all know so it was great to see him it was yeah great to see his face at the beginning yeah once the initial like why are you here <laughs> mm-hmm. um especially because it, it like it provides context for the end of the movie um because it's like a whole conversation about what they would do if they were finally able to like break out of the Walter White cycle of madness. And Mike was like, if I were you, I'd go to Alaska. And Jesse ends up going to Alaska. And I'm like, ah, yes. So proud of him. Yeah. So I guess our like overall conclusion would be like, this is a really good addition to the canon. Like it, and we'll get into like, more details about our specific thoughts about you know some plot points certain but (laughs) it like I think it I would have felt unsatisfied with Breaking Bad as a whole had I not gotten this yeah and um it sounds like it was the same with Vince Gilligan so Mm. it was I I just did a quick google to see why he um (laughs) ended up deciding (laughs) to make El Camino since he buttoned up Breaking Bad so so nicely and it was it was just because of Jesse and the fact that his story wasn't over and not only that but his story wasn't a part of like the Breaking Bad story if that makes sense like there was Mm -hmm. more for him but it wasn't connected to everything that Walt did directly so that being said I'm glad they decided Decided to make a movie and we could revisit our faves yeah me too thank you vince vince gilligan mm-hmm. all right so since el camino was a brief moment where we could go back and revisit all of our faves from the seasons it also meant that we had to go and revisit some of our not so faves from <laughs> the original show (laughs) which means we had to see jesse's family again i mean naturally because this was all about him um but yeah we got to see him have one final conversation with his parents and granted it was a little it was a little shady because he had to get them out of the house so he could go into their safe and hopefully find money but um yeah it was it was interesting having jesse's family back in that role and not not really getting closure but i also don't know if i wanted closure with them yeah i i agree i don't if anybody got closure i wanted him to have like or feel like he had some sense of closure and whatever that meant to him Mm -hmm. you know like whether that was yeah whatever type of closure um that he felt like he needed um i was happy that i don't know at least it seemed like he was content with how he ended things with them um because i don't think that they're even if it seemed i don't even know if they wanted reconciliation because i'm like i'm like even if they wanted it i don't know if he would have wanted to like see them Mm -hmm. um but 
I, yeah, I was not too jazzed about, like, them being there or, like, around in the first place. Um, And then that whole, like, news broadcast mm-hmm. where they're like, come home, son. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I think the closure Jesse got was way back when he bought his aunt's house. Yeah. Um. So I think that his parents after that didn't really matter, which kind of sucks because that also meant that we didn't get to see Jake. And I would have liked to see a final moment between him and Jake after their their brief stint in that one episode in season one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something I wish we could have gotten from this movie. Because there was a Jake and Jesse had a little bit more of a relationship that was not as negative as the one with his parents. Yeah, exactly. And there was like, and I know that like this, oh God. Maybe this is just like Jesse needs his own show. And I know that it's way too late for that. But like there was that whole conversation where like Jake and Jesse were talking about like who's actually their parents favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and how Jake is like, no, it's actually you. Like they think like you think that they hate you, but like they are obsessed with you. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, I would have loved to see like how Jake is reacting to all of the shit that is happening yeah. with with his brother because like he he seems like he wants to have a relationship with him um and he doesn't Mm-mm. which is a bummer because you know how much we could explore with that i mean you know i guess that means that like el camino should maybe be a show but like i also like it as a movie i think <laughs> unfortunately i think going into all of jesse's familiar relationships would have been a little too much which is upsetting because there's just so much juicy material there yeah, I agree. I, I would I have been able to do, do this as a TV show? No. So right. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, maybe maybe the solution would have been just to bring Jake back more than once in um, just the OG Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have fixed it. Yeah, like I don't know because his parents were around enough. Like he could have he could have been around. He wasn't always like touring with his bands. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Being a music prodigy and whatever. Jake's on a tour to London, thank God. I was like, oh shut up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like you know there, you know Jesse's on the news in London. <laughs> you know Wait. the BBC is talking about him. <laughs> like, Walter White is a worldwide spectacle, okay? Yeah. Could you like, imagine yeah. if this shit had happened in real life? <laughs> that would have been everywhere like the euro even dropped because lydia stopped died and stopped selling stuff right yeah so like i don't know jake would have absolutely known the drama would have been everywhere oh god yeah um our other favorite person to hate came back um and thankfully it was only a flashback scene I was really hoping that we would never see Walter White in this movie and just like speak of him, you know, like Voldemort. Uh, And they were doing that for a while. They were just like, oh, you know, person of interest in connection to Walter White. Walter White has done all of this. And I'm like, okay, great. They aren't even blaming Jesse. Um, And then he shows up in a flashback and I was like, oh, all my hopes and dreams destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately gone. (laughs) But I I will say, um, I hated the flashback scene when I first saw it, but it's now kind of starting to grow on me. Mm. Um, I mean, I still hate Walter White, obviously. Um, This is a Walter White free zone. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. Like, the fact that 
he he had that line about how at least Jesse didn't have to wait his entire life to do something special. And like when he said it, it was in context of becoming, you know, a meth lord kingpin. Mm-hmm. extraordinaire but when you when you think about it i honestly think it's more about jesse leaving and dropping everything and going to alaska and how he still has his entire life after that yeah because he did that special thing i.e jumping ship and saving himself so i i see why skilligan put it in there now yeah i agree like i think beyond our like oh walter shut up you're not wise <laughs> You know, like beyond that, like, you know, usual, whatever. I I agree. It definitely is. And w- whether or not, you know, this is an actual conversation they had is, you know, up to you to decide. Because uh, it could have also been like, because also, you know, like how much of this is because Jesse's in a really frazzled <laughs> state. So how much of this is like, you know, what actually happened and how much of it is, you know, his brain running on hyperdrive and like throwing these scenarios at him. Um, But, you know, like beyond my like, oh, galaxy brain, like, let's think beyond (laughs) the provided actual context. um, I do think it's like, yeah, you have dedicated a portion of your life to doing this. And now that you've done this, you have so much of your life left to live. Um, which is what Walt didn't have because he waited until he was dying to do something that like actually felt meaningful to him Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, deciding to just, you know, say fuck it and live life super early on. So yeah, like even though like we do hate Walt, um, obviously, and like we don't really know, we, we assume Jesse does not like Walt, but we can't like confidently say it was it was interesting for vince gilligan to have that moment where like um where walt pretty much gives him permission to go off and do whatever he needs to whether like that actually happened or not um that was actually a pretty hot take um of yours (laughs) but um yeah we have this moment where walt is giving him permission to go off and make something of his life now that he has his life to live and that we also have jane giving him that moment right before the end so it was nice that was that was a nice neat way to finish off jesse's journey in this cinematic universe yeah i agree okay so we are gonna dive into talking about i guess who would be considered to be the main antagonist of this film um his name is neil and he owns a car i guess he's a demolition guy but he also i'm engineer i'ma just call him an engineer really he'd be building shit <laughs> he's welding we don't know what he's he doing welds. I, he welds he deals with car- he's a handyman okay something broke you need it fixed you call neil like i <laughs> <laughs> just read a slogan for him he's a renaissance guy okay <laughs> um <sighs> But uh, his profession aside, he's like uh, in league with our least favorite white supremacists um, from season five, Todd and his family. Um, And we find out eventually that like he and Jesse have actually met before um, because Todd helped build what helped. um, I guess it's like a little pulley system kind of um, that Jesse was like chained to while he was cooking. Um, and so, like, there's, like, an established, like, grudge or, like, I don't know, acknowledgement of, like, a past beef, I guess. 
Um, which I, I think I, I was not really impressed by Neil. I'm going to say. Yeah. You're not the only one. Um, I, I understand that this movie was not about like Jesse battling outside antagonists because he was battling inside antagonists. But if you were going to have an outside antagonist, I wish he was a little bit more spicy. You know, he just felt like Todd and company part two like he didn't really do much um i didn't know it was really unclear if he was also part of the aryan brotherhood question mark i also didn't know if he was working at the same place that they kept jesse to begin with because that whole spot looked the exact same as the one in season five so i'm not quite sure what was going on in that department so it i don't know it just felt it didn't feel fresh it wasn't it wasn't fun. It just he was just a dude that was there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like he was just um I don't yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell if he was like an Aryan Brotherhood or just a regular racist white guy. Although there were like I don't know, and there weren't any people of color for him to really or black people around for I mean there was that one. But no, cuz she's a sex worker and men and i'm not okay let me stop i'm not back <laughs> analyzing men and how they like hang up their pre- oh let me stop let me stop we're not we're not here to discuss that today different podcast episode um we'll anyway stick, we'll stick a pin in that for a later episode um yeah probably was a racist uh because you hang out with racists i'm sure you are one um it just yeah it just felt like he was like a leftover like you know somebody that like you know oh wasn't there that night so like well didn't kill him <laughs> yeah uh, yeah like the showdown that they had was cool that was cool that was new that was fresh that was exciting um <laughs> I, I hate that i said it like that <laughs> it was different it was a, it was like our our protagonist still using his brains to get out of funky situations, but instead of having to watch Walter White do it and then be kind of mad that he did something clever, we were we were proud that Jesse did something really clever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean is a testament to our usual like Jesse is the brains behind this entire operation fuck Walter White because the the plans that that man invents are truly like no one is doing it like him magnets <laughs> magnets even even the guy the magnets the guy who they got the big ass magnet from came back and was talking about that exact heist he's like i didn't think that shit would fucking work look at you magnets like yeah because everyone knows that that shouldn't have worked and it did because jesse thought about it exactly and the same thing happened with the showdown and it looked really cool it was very cool i loved oh god because when he pulled out that little i think it was a, a ruger oh the no, little snub 22 oh. um yeah when he pulled that out and neil was like what are you gonna do with that <laughs> And it's like, not shoot you with this, but you know, hey, (laughs) it's going to get used. Yeah. I loved that because I was like, wait, where'd the little gun go? And then such a surprise. It was lovely. It was good. It was good. Um, But, uh, you know, 
everything else about Neil was a little annoying. I don't know. I wish there was more tension between him and Jesse than like, you have most of the money that I want, but we made an agreement so I won't come back and get it. And then you did make the, you know, the track that was used to destroy my entire life, but you didn't put me up there, you know? So like it was, it was, they, they had beef technically, but it was like periphery or like yeah. peripheral beef. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like, yeah. Cause it was like Neil, Neil like could have killed Jesse if he wanted to. Um, yeah. Because like they had him like tied up. So like he, he could have shot him, um, but he didn't. Um, and yeah, I think that there was just like, even though like it was weird, there was some kind of level of like mutual, I don't know if it was respect or just like acknowledgement that like the people that, you know, we both don't really like that we were involved with, but like we were, are both gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like now that that's out of the way like just take your shit and go um yeah which like i would have been fine with just leaving it there although i understand like you know part of the plot would have been jesse getting all of the money but yeah i was just like "Eh, i'm okay with you getting robbed i guess i don't know Mm. (laughs) i don't know i don't know maybe maybe we did need that kind of mutual respect between protagonist and antagonist just because all of breaking bad we had these real well actually i won't say all of breaking bad it was just the final season where everybody was past the point of no return and the antagonists were off the rails but i don't know i guess it's weird like going from having such extreme enemies in season five and then having all of them wiped out and then having somebody who's just like a little bit calmer yeah <laughs> in this it's a weird jump Especially because, yeah, Neil- oh, sorry. Oh, good. I was just going to say, especially because, like, Neil walking in was not the antagonist I expected in this movie whatsoever. I don't know who I expected. I really thought it was going to be a lawman of some sort, but, like, the random Renaissance man that, <laughs> that like, came in. And we, we didn't even see in the original series. Like, we, he was there for a hot second. I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting guy to pick as an antagonist. Yeah. I, I don't know who I would have wanted them to pick other than who they did. So, yeah, I guess even though he was boring, I guess whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vince Gilligan, I guess we need boring sometimes. <laughs> All right, on to the fun stuff. And by fun stuff, I mean talking about the production. Um <laughs> Uh, we're going to start with the pacing because it's a little interesting. It's um, it's weird because we're coming from such a lengthy series into a... It, it, it's a movie that's on the longer side, I guess, in my personal opinion. In general trends, it's probably an average length movie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's weird because Vince Gilligan keeps his overall usual structure and pacing that he had throughout each of the whole, you know, 13 hour long seasons. And he condenses it into a two and a half hour long movie and it still works beautifully. And it also, it didn't feel draining or exhausting or it didn't feel like too fast paced. It just, it was perfect. Which yeah. I didn't expect. Yeah. I, I agree. It was like, not that, 
Because this is actually like a, a hard movie to watch, especially if you are a Jesse fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in terms of just like sitting down and watching a movie, like this is an easy movie to watch because you aren't like spending all of your time trying to figure out like what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. Because information is given to you at, yeah, like a really it's like it moves fast but not in a way that's like bad fast Mm -hmm. like it feels like it really does feel like all of this happened like in the span of like a few days Mm -hmm. um which i mean is this just gonna be us just having our heads stuck up vince gilligan's ass (laughs) probably (laughs) um but like he's great like I, I i don't know i i wish that like some of the Breaking Bad seasons moved like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they, they did drag, which, I don't know, makes me wonder if this season, or the season, if the series could have been six movies. Um. See, because I would say yes, and I know a lot of people are going to come for me because they're like, Ebby, there's so much detail and there's so much stuff that you would miss. And you, I know that. But yeah. there's so much less Walter White. <laughs> that's it i just hey yeah yeah no i agree um there were definitely a lot of redundant moments with walter white where like you know we understood the direction he was going we didn't have to see every every little poor decision that he made you know on his descent into the end of season five um I think it would have been really interesting to see it as six movies. I know that's not the topic of today's episode, but um, after after watching El Camino, I think Vince could have easily made Breaking Bad the whole show into six movies, and I think people would have absolutely eaten it up. I agree. It could have been our, like, well, not our, because we we did grow up with the like fast and furious movies but like this generation's like you know fast and Fur- you got breaking bad see we were making the fast and furious jokes because we knew we, our minds we knew <laughs> <laughs> third eye open <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah like this this movie was proof that you can have like detail and like the details that you need without having super like we we got what we needed we got the little specific details that we needed in order to understand the whole of the end of jesse's arc right and we didn't have any of like the extraneous little details that um we would get in the seasons that would like round out the whole world but like weren't necessarily connected to where you know, Walt and company were at the current moment. So like, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that we still had like a lot of detail in there without feeling bogged down in everything that was going on. And I guess part of that has to do with the fact that the world had already been built. So we didn't have to get all of that other stuff. But I don't know, making it into a movie was nice. And I final decision, I think having (laughs) a whole like show about Jesse would have been too much. Yeah, I agree. It just and I don't even know if there would have been enough material because, like, he he doesn't want to do, <clears throat> you know, any of this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would just be... And I would love to watch just him living his best life in Alaska. But, like, is that, you know, the best show material? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, I think that this... Yeah, the move to movie was good. But, like, hey, maybe somebody should revisit Breaking Bad 
um and see if you could turn it into movies because i think you could there's like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you could do it (laughs) (laughs) um another part of the production that was really cool um aside from just the general like construction of the movie is like the way that it's shot um because vince gilligan is always figured out how to do these like really cool camera tricks um or just like set up really fantastic looking shots um Mm -hmm. and there's this one there's this one shot when jesse is like scouring through todd's apartment trying to find where he has the money that it zooms out into like a like overhead view of the floor plan and then you just see jesse in every room with the flashlight and it is so cool Mm -hmm. so I mean, it looks cool by itself, but it was it was nice to see because it looked like some of the sped up like time lapse pieces that were in the original series, but they had a, like a new twist on them since it was put at a later date with better, cooler tech situations. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was nice to see that Vince Gilligan was still making like new creative decisions about the stuff he was doing and like that stuff looked really cool like i would have never come up with that and plus it looked so pretty yeah it like i yeah i my mind was just like whoa (laughs) yeah yeah um similarly um there would be moments where and this is less of like uh whoa i would have never thought that um because this is like a more traditional movie or like cinematic trick i guess where like one imagined moment or or like one present moment will like bleed directly into like a memory um and this movie used that a lot um where we would be in Jesse's present but like he would either like wake up and think he's still trapped with the racists or um he just like remember something that happened um my favorite one, even though it was like <clears throat> really, really, really hard to watch, was he's showering and then it immediately cuts to like a flashback of him getting hosed down. Um, and it's a an amazing portrayal and not amazing in like, oh my God, but like amazing as in the definition of amazing mm-hmm. um, portrayal of PTSD. Yeah. I think that the movie does a really good job of showing what it is like to mm-hmm. actually battle with PTSD um because I think a lot of people not I think I know because I have experienced people doing this in real time and we both have we were in the same room when this happened people assume um that if you don't like experience combat or experience you know a specific type of like violence or trauma that you cannot experience PTSD um and that's not true so many people experience it um, in so many different forms. Um, and it just like, it, it can manifest in so various ways. Um, and I really appreciated that a good portion of this movie was spent just showing us, you know, this is a, a regular person, you know, mm-hmm. battling their brain. Mm-hmm. And like in a way that isn't like nastily dramatized too, because that's always... Mm-hmm. That's always a problem with media because there are so many, 
this is about to get really lofty, but there are like so many like movies and TV shows out there that are so violent and then deal with violence in them. And mm-hmm. then they have these characters go through these awful things and then they proceed to have like trauma from these events, but it's done in a way that like still it's it's focused less on like how these people are trying to deal with this and more about like, oh, violent trauma. This is intense. It's like it's just shock factor, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it was it was nice that this was that jesse's ptsd was handled in a way that didn't um i don't know it didn't like capitalize on the violence that he went through and it was more about it it was just more like realistic and it was like whoa words it just it, it felt like someone like a normal person like like you said like a normal person trying to handle with terrible traumatic events and not trying to get a rise out of the viewers and then on top of that it was done in a way that like made us feel uncomfortable but not for sheer shock factor and it was still like dramatized in a way that wasn't disgusting and I really appreciated that especially after like having Jesse go through so many horrible things over the course of the whole show and then again in this movie so it, it, it's weird because I have a lot of thoughts about just putting Jesse constantly through all of the trauma that he went through. Yeah. But I guess I appreciate that it wasn't, it was handled in the way that it was handled. Yeah, I agree. It definitely was like shitty <laughs> to like be like, can he please have a break and then be told no, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a whole movie. But I agree with you that it wasn't, um, it was not excessive to the point where I was like, please turn this off. Right, right. Because it could have gone there really, really quickly and it would have been really bad, but it never crossed that line. Yeah, I, I, I liked, even though I hated it, I liked the, um, the whole day, like the flashback where it's like the whole day with Todd, Mm -hmm. um, and Todd makes him like help him hide a body um and Jesse like could kill him and he doesn't and simultaneously Todd could kill Jesse and he doesn't because like Todd is such a fascinating character to me because it's like he understands that everything that he is doing is wrong Mm -hmm. and he he feels something I don't know if it's bad (laughs) I think he's like oh okay wish it didn't have to be like that but it is you know yeah that is like so amazing to me um and I think Jesse is also like what the fuck is wrong with like (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it was it was cool but not cool to see them spend a day together uh because yeah it just wow yeah I agree um (laughs) it's always difficult to watch Jesse and Todd hanging out together but it's still it's still fascinating watching them interact with each other so I liked that we did have that extended flashback and I like that it was interwoven with um scenes of Jesse getting into his apartment and looking for things because we like both of those like the the flashback and like the the present day were happening on like the same timeline if that makes sense like they were i guess they were going forward at the same speed so it was nice to like flip back and forth between both of those events and then figure out what's going in both what's going on in both of them at the same time that was that's kind of weird but does that make sense yeah like both of those 
timelines reach completion at the same time and the whole time we were trying to figure out what was going on in each one so it was nice using pieces of the other one to figure out what was going on in the first one and vice versa it was a clever storytelling device to throw in there in the middle of the movie yeah it was good job again vince gilligan like usual (laughs) you uh knock this right out of the park Okay, it is about that time for our favorite segment of the podcast. It is our Michelin star segment. Boop, boop. And if you are not familiar with the Michelin star rating system, it is a rating system given out by the Michelin star, Michelin star tire company to restaurants based on how fat they think the Michelin tire man's ass is. <laughs> So, one star, very good. Two stars, excellent. Worth a detour. Three stars, exceptional. Out of this world, worth a special journey. So, based on all of that criteria, we have decided to award Breaking Bad El Camino with a drumroll, please. A three. Well deserved, like usual. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we really can't say enough complimentary things about this movie, but like, it really was awesome. Like, I'm really happy that we decided to watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a nice, nice close to the series. That's- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like it also is what we have been begging for since the beginning was, you know, Jesse to just be left alone and able to breathe and, you know, find some- semblance of peace and he finally finally gets it Mm -hmm. and you could tell you could like also tell that it was a nice thing for all of the actors to come back and work on Mm -hmm. because they brought back all of all of our faves you know they they brought back everybody the viewers love they had little moments that the viewers (laughs) enjoyed about the show like the banter between um skinny pete and badger like it was just all these little these little pieces of the show that we loved as viewers brought back into this nice closing thing yeah exactly it just (sighs) felt so nice (laughs) it did which is weird because the material was so heavy but it just (laughs) it 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 felt nice it was a nice way to close it yeah thank you i love i love you vince gilligan i know we like have shat on a lot of your stuff before um but it was really just Walter White. Mm-hmm. And so I think the absence of Walter White truly elevated this um, to being some of your like best material. <laughs> <laughs> Not having to look at Walter White makes this better than everything else you have ever made. <laughs> All the seasons of Breaking Bad combined could not compare. <laughs> To only having to witness five minutes of Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We weren't even, like, free of his bullshit in that either. But that's beside the point. (laughs) Yeah. That's beside the point. Jesse was on the run because of his ass. It's like, I, I wasn't even, I didn't, I had nothing to do with him shooting up this entire compound. He did it to save me, but I'm not gonna tell y'all that. Right. But somehow everybody knew, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Somehow they all knew that Jesse was there. How? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was so weird. But you know what? Whatever. I'll suspend my disbelief for that. <laughs> I'll let it happen. Yeah, it's the least we could do. It's the least we owe Vince Gilligan after all of this. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on our socials at the watchlist BU1 on Twitter and Instagram. If you have thoughts on this episode that you'd like to share, or if you hated everything that we said, drop us a voice message on our website. On our next episode, we'll be covering the Oscars, which means you, again, have a free week and don't have any reading. Happy watching and enjoy your week off.